0: and welcome to The Vlogging Pod. Today we are joined by two authors, US Today best-selling author K.L. Bone and award-winning best-selling author Craig Wilkie. Welcome, guys.
1: Thank you, thank you, it's good to be here.
0: Awesome. So, um, K.L., being a dark fantasy and paranormal romance to your name, can you tell us a little bit about your alien invasion science book and published in 2013? the in introduction, <laughs> I'm just messing up the typo though, indoctrination, there we go. Um, first off, I have to say, fabulous cover. I love sci-fi, so when I found out you had one, your name, I was like, ah, I did all my little girl screams, I'm like, ah, yay.
2: <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Um, the Indoctrination was actually my first book published. Okay. Um, and it is a story that's told from the point of view of a villainess. Um, she's The main character is the bad girl. She was kidnapped by aliens as a child and raised in a parasitic empire. So these, these creatures go from planet to planet and infest hosts and take over their bodies. And she's raised to be a leader in this parasitic empire. Wow, (laughs) now I'm even more intrigued.
0: (laughs) So keeping along this 2013 line, um, let's talk about um, another book that was published in 2013. I believe the fourth in the life and undeath of Mortimer Drake series, Starblood. Craig, can you tell us a little bit about how this series started?
1: Uh, absolutely. Um, my Mortimer Drake series is a it's a young adult uh, series that's based loosely on the vampire mythology. But um, I took great liberty with the vampire uh, cosmology when I created my own universe. So um, in the fourth book, Starblood, I became obsessed with this research um, about aliens and um, alien theory and ancient civilizations and how all the different beliefs um, that go along with that. And the idea hit me that and what if the vampire race was actually not based on myth or legends of monsters and creatures but actually what if it was some kind of alien invasion or alien hybrid experiment that took place on earth and that was how the vampires came into existence so i went back and worked that into my novels so that when the reader themselves did not know their true origin. So star blood kind of rewrote the vampire myth in, in my novels.
0: Uh, I am really intrigued. So you're saying you started that with aliens.
1: Uh, Well, the beginning of the series, no, actually it was based on Greek mythology. Uh, I based my vampire mythologies on, on the Greek myth of Persephone and Hades. I'm a big lover of Greek mythology, but as I wrote the series and new characters emerged and new storylines, um, started to develop, the idea of this um, alien extraterrestrial um, infusion uh, in in human DNA kind of kept coming back to me. So when I was working on this whole plot twist between the humans and the vampires and this vampire war that had broken out between two different types of vampires, I, I wanted to throw a twist in there so that the vampires themselves... would have to come to this understanding that their own history was not what they thought either. So they had to kind of go back and realize that they too were victims um, back in the beginning. So that's where all that came from.
0: Oh, wow. I'm really intrigued. Truly. Hmm. Now you just mentioned research. So that kind of just pulls in to my whole other um, question line that I'm going for. Um, So when I looked you up, uh, Craig, in uh, you did an interview in 2013 and you were asked about how you did your research. And I think, um, oh, wait a minute. That's a little ahead of myself. That, that's fine. We'll skip ahead. <laughs> we'll skip ahead um, because you mentioned research. Um, I, I read that you lose yourself in your research, that you get so dived into it that you lose yourself. So, but on that, I also read that kl you are big on research too so which out of the two of you kind of have to like dive back are you both where you just dive so far in and have to be pulled back which is it
1: i'll let kl take that question first
2: okay um i think it took a few books I've, i've written about 20 novels now so it was a learning process to kind of determine how much research you can do versus when you need to stop and actually write. I uh, pride myself in trying my utmost to be as accurate as possible if I'm describing a specific location, or um, you know, with with Fallen, with our current book, I didn't actually know a lot about the stars, so I had to hit the books pretty hard to um, learn some of what our characters were supposed to be experts in. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite kind of research, I really like a hands-on approach. Um, in my, a lot of my fantasy books, I've actually been to the locations that I'm writing. Um, I, one of my castles is based on Dunatar in Scotland, and it's this gorgeous castle on the Scottish coast. And I actually went to the location, uh, went inside the castle. It's kind of a ruins now, but in mm-hmm. my fantasy book, it's kind of an alternative history. So. In my version, it's a thriving castle that was restored fully to its former glory. So, getting to actually walk around and imagine, you know, kind of take my imagination of what it would have looked like with the mm. historical idea of walking around the real place, um, that's my favorite
1: kind of research. So, yeah. And so I can, I, are, I, go ahead. Go you know ahead. No, so, I can kind of piggyback off that. I also like like the real-time research. So whenever I'm writing a novel or working on a book, I have, a note, I have like a composition notebook beside my keyboard, and I'm constantly writing down ideas um, as they come to me in real time. Then I'll stop sometimes and start researching in the moment, and that's where I get lost because I will find myself going down these rabbit holes where I will follow this link and read this article, and then here's another idea, and I find this article, and then before I know it, I have a, you know, pages of ideas that I then go try to go back in to work into the novel. So my research usually comes in real time as I'm in the in the middle of working on a book or a scene or a chapter.
0: Oh, okay. So um, you're more hands-on when it comes to let's just call it book work. It's probably I mean, I'm sure you get your research on the internet plus you probably go to the library, get a bunch of research material, yes. Mm. And uh, yeah. okay, go ahead.
1: No, yes, I mean, if you're talking to me, yes, that's that, yeah. that's true.
0: And in KL, you are more like, you're more, I want to go to the spot. I want to dig in the dirt. I want to get right down to where it actually
2: would originate from. Yes? Uh, Yes, that's my favorite kind. I mean, I can't always do that, of course. Sometimes you have to hit the books, Mm -hmm. um, which I'm happy to do as well. But uh, the hands on is definitely kind of more of my favorite kind. Um, I've, I've even uh, choreographed some of the fight scenes in my living room. Mm -hmm. Um, My brother did some. uh, My brother and I, he has these sword collections, so he's let me hold them and feel how they really would be in my hand. And we kind of worked out a few of the moves that are written in some of the texts just to try and get a feel for what I'm really writing and to make it as realistic as possible. Right. That is cool. Now
0: when you're doing the swords, I mean, are they really heavy? I mean, come on. Are they like, <laughs> they got some major, you know what I mean? I'm like, I, all I can imagine is like, no, I can't lift it. <laughs> <laughs> some of them definitely are heavy.
2: Yes.
0: Some, okay. uh, real, awesome. Well, awesome. I, I really love the fact that you are so hands-on. I mean, both of your approaches. Well, I guess KL, you probably dive in the same way that Craig does too. And, I'm sure, Craig, any opportunity, you're going to go and check something out, too, in person. That that really intrigues me. I find that so interesting. Um, Now, as we're talking about how you two do stuff, okay, or how you prefer to do stuff, let's talk a little bit about your plotting, okay? Um, Now, I have it written out either way here, but I'm going to go with you, Craig, first, if you don't mind. Okay. Um, In 2013, you called yourself a plotster, Yes. Um, okay. Yeah. Now, okay, hold that thought because I want to know how it feels to work with uh, KL Bone. And I read an interview from you in 2014 where you said um, you generally, um, you're more of an organic writer so you don't really do complete outlines so i want to know how does that work for you two working together it seems like you're on different sides of it a little bit so how does that work for you two when you're working together
1: well, i think we're kind of almost we're more alike than people realize cuz oh, we're both very organic in the actual process i know for me uh-huh. going into a book i really never know like where it's going to end. I kind of have an idea. I have a general feeling for how I want it to go. And even like scene by scene or in a chapter, it can it can, it can go a whole, it's a whole direction. So when I plot things out, it's really more along the lines of I have key scenes I want to happen or I have key events that I want to take place. But once the story starts going, I don't really know how it's going to get there. So I kind of let the characters take me from point to point. Um, so it, it's, it's pretty organic the way I write as well, because um, there's really no clear outline. I just kind of know um, a few things I want to happen. But how it happens, the characters determine that, not me.
2: Right. And KL, how is your viewpoint on that? Um, I don't do super detailed outlines with the co-writes we have had to be a bit more detailed than we normally are writing by ourselves mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just in order to balance um, what one character is doing versus what the other character is doing. It gets way more intricate when there are two characters are together, right? yes. because then we do have to have a clear consist- consensus on what they're going to do, how do they get from A to B, and who's going to write what kind of thing, but the great thing about working with Greg is that our strengths and weaknesses very much complement each other. Right. Um, some, a lot of the su- kind of more sci-fi elements to Fallen and in our series, that's Greg's world. He's very, very good at that kind of thing. Um, I'm a little bit stronger on the romance since I tend to write paranormal romance. So I take a lot of the more romantic scenes. He takes a lot of the fight scenes. And mm-hmm. when we mm-hmm. kind of divide it that way, it's worked really well together. We yeah. also write on Google Docs, um, which allows us to see what the other is doing in real time. Yeah. So right. I can actually watch what Greg's writing or he can watch what I'm writing as we do it. And if mm-hmm. we have an idea, we can just put a comment like in real time as the other mm-hmm. person is yeah. writing saying, hey, this is good. But what if we do this or what if we do that? Or I can ask where are we going with this? And um, it kind of allows us to, in real time, even though we're not physically together, yeah. um, work yeah. as though we're in the same room.
1: And, and I love that too, because like just recently we, we did a scene and we each wrote a different alternate ending to the same scene. Now, the both scenes are in there for <laughs> us to look at and determine, okay, which parts you want to keep. It's really kind of nice because, you know, the way I went, the way she went was different, but it had the same, the same, message or the same event happened. It's just a different way of writing it. So that's very neat that they're both in there. So now we can go back and choose which parts to keep to make the, you know, the, the most perfect scene.
0: Wonderful. You guys seem to complement each other, even when you're speaking. So there must not be any stepping on toes when you write something, you don't find like you have to rewrite each other. So you, you kind of have that balance. Yes. Well, I,
1: I'm a big admirer of Kristen uh, KL. I think she's wonderful. We're very good friends, close friends. Uh, we laugh call ourselves. I'm her East Coast brother. She's my West Coast sister. So, you know, we get along very well. There's a good friendship there. So like when we don't agree or we see a different point of view, I don't get offended. It doesn't upset me. I mean, I just look at it as her creative point of view and I guess I respect her and trust her and we just keep working. So I think it's nice.
2: We work together to find a balance between different ideas, different plots and the great thing about a co-write is sometimes when you're stuck, you actually have a partner and say, yes. help, I don't know where this goes yeah. and Greg's great at helping me figure out where in the world do, are you going next and Greg Thanks. will have a great idea and I like to think every once in a while I have one too.
1: Oh, uh, yes. More than every <laughs> once in a while. Trust me. Yes.
2: <laughs> I'm sure that she does. She I'm does. I'm actually very, I'm actually
0: very envious of you guys' relationship. That's awesome. You don't normally find people that work so well with creatively. You know what I mean? They're usually, I mean, I'm sure you, yes, there are, but there's usually always some little tension. You know what I'm saying? But you guys don't seem to have that at all. That our, very only,
1: our, only t- our, our only tension is the fact that we're on you know, different sides of the, of the continent. And we um, have different, very different work schedules. So sometimes, you know, the, the writing gets behind and I will take mm-hmm. a large chunk of the blame for that. Um, but, you know, that's the only problem is just is the scheduling. But the actual relationship and the friendship and the trust and, the, you know, and the compatibility, you know, I, I think it's great. I have no problem with that whatsoever.
0: Awesome. Now, KL, I heard a very interesting trick to your writing. Um, that when you complete your manuscript, you have a habit
2: of tossing it in a drawer for a few weeks? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Uh, I, I try my best to get a book done ahead of time enough to do that. Um, mm-hmm. Stepping away from the manuscript for a few weeks allows me to come back to it with fresh eyes. I catch more mistakes and typos that way. Um, sometimes when you're so close to a book, you can just miss simple plot holes or or you know simple errors and just a little bit of time does wonders to help see those things with, with fresher eyes
1: right
2: wonderful i think that's an interesting idea i might have to try
0: that uh-huh. um so let's talk about the stars and their light stopping the darkness and falling
1: uh-huh. give
0: us a background of this adult this this new adult fantasy
1: Ooh, that's uh.
0: Either way, I'll, I'll take it from either one of you. It's okay. <laughs> um,
2: well, let's yeah. uh, Do you want me to go or do no, you? No,
1: yeah, go? you you start.
2: Okay, fallen is an, a new adult to adult fantasy romance. Mm-hmm. It's about a pair of literally star-crossed lovers. Um, Rosalind is my character, and she is a PhD student in England, and. She wants to be a professor, and she, as part of her doctorate program, comes to the United States to help um, student teach for a semester. And at a conference, that's when she meets Zeke, who's Greg's character, and romance kind of sparks. Literally under the stars, mm-hmm. they have a star naming contest in front of their students, Yeah. and um, he wins the the, the initial. Uh, Start evening contest, but
1: there's a, a second round coming. So right, wonderful. Yeah, you want to talk about Zeke? Yeah, well, <laughs> and Zeke, you know, my character Zeke is he's from the he's from the U.S. from the southeast, and he grew up um, very alone, isolated. He's a he's a product of the foster home system, so he kind of bounced from house to house. So he he's always been very withdrawn, very brooding. Uh, Kind of not very um, outgoing. So he's been obsessed with the stars his entire life, like stargazing, telescopes. That was being uh, alone so much. So when he, he's also in college, he wants to be a teacher. um, So he goes to the same conference where Rosalind is. um, He's there just to go, you know, as an attendee, as an attendee um just to, just because he loves the stars so much this is a great opportunity for his college for the end of his college um so that's when they meet like Kristen said KL said um you know, they kind of fall in love uh, under the stars and um it's just from that point on you know they realize that they there's a lot more to them than just this chance meeting um there's a a whole lot of energy between them and they can't quite figure out what's going on
2: and then we of course have um the magic that starts happening. Mm-hmm. Um, dark forces are out to stop them from being together, mm-hmm. uh, and we have a great villain. Her name, villainess, I should say. Her yeah. name is Ursula. Yeah, um, yeah. One of our yeah, we- joint creations. Yeah, and she's determined to make sure that Zeke and Rosalind do not end up together. And right. she's a, a agent of darkness for this. Uh, the, What's called the Fallen, which is coming to steal the light from the stars oh. in the sky. Right. Ah. Do you guys
0: think that this is going to be? There's going to be another book in this line.
2: There will be a second book. It's called Faded, and we're about fifty thousand words into writing it
1: at the moment. Oh. Yeah. Ah. Yes,
2: yes, so the Yeah, the there is a
1: second book in the works right now as we speak.
0: Ah. Any Any teasers that we can hear?
1: Well, 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 it's really hard because the first book ends, you know, we, we, we did on purpose to end with this, 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 this like cliffhanger feeling where, you know, where it was really, so the book picks up where the first book ends, um, but, you know, it does take place in a, a, a different country entirely, um, which is a challenge for me to write. I mean, I've never been to this country, but it takes place somewhere else, and we're learning more about Rosalind's family, Rosalind's history, and like with most books, other characters that were not as big in the beginning or have now become major players. So we're learning more about their backstory as well and how they've been a part of this universal cosmic plan without them maybe knowing it. Everyone has a piece to play, and it's like a part to play, and all that's becoming more evident in the second book. Nice. I
2: I think we can tease that we have um, a new character named Leo. Leo. Leo be a second player for okay. Rosalind's Hand, and um, he's got a very dark backstory of his own. We're mm-hmm. really Ooh. enjoying fleshing him out. Uh, we've been working with uh, a couple of artists who have been doing character drawings of our main characters. We've released three of them. Leo will be the uh, the one that will be released when book two comes out. Yep. Nice. Yeah, I do. Love, I do love love triangles. I really do.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, OK, since you both have worked so closely with each other, let's have a little fun. Are you game? Sure. OK, um, let's take turns here. Tell us one lie and two truths about the other. And then in the end, we'll take a turn <laughs> and you can tell us which one is the lie and which are the truths.
1: Okay, wow. Let me think.
2: Uh-huh. Sure <laughs> about that. Yeah.
1: So one lie and two truths about KL, let me think. Yeah. Um, oh, let me think. I'm trying to think. I know so much about it. I'm trying to think I'm Trying to think of a I'm trying to figure out a, a good lie that will be believable. That's the hard part. I have played this game before and I just so I'm trying to think of a good to make it, you know, hard for people to guess. If you know something about me, Kristen, you can start first. Um,
2: I'm not very good at this game. (laughs) I I know when I
0: play, I look around the room and think, okay, wait a minute. What can I draw on here? (laughs) I I don't
1: know. Let's let's see. Well, let's see. Um, Well, K.L. has traveled to uh, the city of New Orleans multiple, multiple times. Um, K.L. has been to visit with me in my home in Chattanooga two times. And K.L. has actually lived in Ireland um, for about two years. Okay. So in there, in there are two truths, and in there is one lie.
0: Okay. So what do you want to say, K.L.? Uh. Okay, I'll help you out. I'll help you out. Okay. Okay. Um, Craig drinks tons of...
2: Hurricanes.
0: Okay, hurricanes. (laughs) Um, Let's see. He is obsessive about eating... It can be a lie or it can be a truth. Just go with me on this and we'll figure out which is on the end. Stay. Okay, he stay. Okay. All right. And let's see. Can you think of one truth about him? Well, now that's kind of giving it away. Let's say this. Um, he has the most awesome. <laughs> It can be a collection, it can be
2: his hair, his eyelashes. Oh, be
0: he has hair.
2: an original manuscript from Man Rice.
0: Oh, nice. Okay. All right. So, let's hear it from the other side. Craig? Yes. Tell me tell me what was the truth and what are the lies?
1: The truth about me or about about KL. About- about yourself. About me. The truth uh-huh. is, well, the truth is, I do have an original Anne Rice manuscript. Um, awesome. That, that's the truth. With okay, my pride my propositions, the 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 lies were, um, I do not drink lots of hurricanes. <laughs> okay. uh, I, I am a I am a I drink lots of coffee and lots of beer, uh, okay. and I and I am actually a vegetarian, so I do not eat steak yeah. at all.
0: <laughs> all right, okay, Cal. Let's let's hear it. What's your what's the lie and what are the two truths?
2: I have been to New Orleans multiple times. Okay. I have lived in Ireland, but uh, closer to three years than two. Okay. <laughs> and what was and, that? and the lie would be she's
1: been she's been to my home to visit me once oh, yes. in Chattanooga, oh, okay. not twice.
2: Okay. So she
1: has her. been here only one time, uh, many many years ago.
0: Okay. Well, our time's about up, but I just want to ask you one final question. Tell us something that you would want our listeners to know about you two working together as authors.
1: Um, I will tell you, for me, that the story, the energy, the, the, the action, that is genuine synergy between the two of us. Um, awesome. we, we do not have to fake it. Uh, we are not forcing it. I mean, to me, if, when you read it, the feeling you get from the story to me is very real because, I mean, when I write with KL and we talk, I mean, the story to me is very real. So that's why I want people to know that um, what you're seeing is really us.
2: And yourself, KL? Um, I would say that I really enjoy working with Greg on this co-write. We've had a lot of fun. It was a labor of love from the conception of the story all the way to actually writing it. Um, our our kind of origin on how we came up with this was we were at San Diego Comic-Con waiting mm-hmm. in line to get into Hall H. And it's probably in the very high 90s, if not 100 degrees outside. We're sharing the same shirt covering up from the sun because we didn't think to bring an umbrella. No. <laughs> and uh, on a little kind of um, tiny little notepad, we started writing this story just sitting there in line for eight hours and yep. uh, it was born there and just slowly developed. And it was, we've, we just really have enjoyed working on this and finding ways to piece our story together. There's been some challenges, but they've been good challenges too. We've really, um, and the, and the book is fun. It's, it's a little bit of urban fantasy it's a little bit of romance we've got some great villains some fun heroes some unexpected twists and everything we've done we've just really had fun doing this book
1: yeah i that's agree awesome. yeah
2: that's wonderful, guys. I
0: thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for our audience. I really do appreciate every time you guys give us some time for your evenings. Um, this coming Thursday, we have another guest that will be on the show. Thank you again, um, Craig KL, mm-hmm. for being on the program. I greatly appreciate you. Everyone have a great evening. Thank you again. Bye.